In this podcast, we review pilot episodes of popular TV shows with a dose of shenanigans along the way. I'm Bidden. I'm Dave. And for this very lovely Christmas week, we review Netflix's F is for Family. Very Christmassy indeed. So, sit back, relax, and don't play the pilot. Don't play the pilot. Dive into fire. Christmassy, and then last night I thought, yeah, it is Christmassy. I, I, I apart from the latest season, I've watched all of it, and I feel I keep feeling like the whole thing's set at Christmas, but it's not at all, is it? No, no. I was wondering that when I was watching. I thought, oh yeah, maybe F is family. Maybe this is one of those where the first episode is, you know, similar to The Simpsons. Mm. Um, but no, no. So we got it wrong again. So, we got it wrong so with Russian Doll. Cock, not New Year. This is yeah. No, Wait, but, Russian Doll was New Year, wasn't it? No. It wasn't. Right? No, it's it was just, it was just a party. It's just a party. Right. Um <laughs> But well, you know, it's what it is. Um, um Oh yeah, actually, actually just a little bit of housekeeping. Uh-huh. So we we did this test because we realized not many people listened to the end of the show, which is fair enough because we we literally devolve into madness. Mm-hmm. Um and we we did a thing where you know if some we said like, okay the next person to follow us on Twitter gets a ten pound Amazon the gift card, mm-hmm. and um, my good old pal Aiden followed straight away. So well done, oh, Aiden. What? That doesn't count. I mean, fair enough, Aiden. But well, that... it's it's Christmas, isn't it? So if you're listening, Aiden, which which I think you will do because he, he he can't get enough of our podcast, mm. uh, you'll be getting a nice, lovely ten pound Amazon gift voucher. But that is a warning to everyone else who is listening from now on that we do do little daft things at the end, and you, there might be some there might be some other goodies. There's one from the fucking nearly a year ago, or something to do with a luger. No one. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, luger. Yeah, Luger. You know Luger? No. And the German pistol, Luger. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> what, what, what? I can't, what? I can't. You don't remember that? I can't. No. Oh, well, I can't, t- I can't say now, can I? It's something to do with the Luger, and it's in some episode that we did. Oh, someone can find it. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm playing the film. I know exactly where it is, and I know exactly when I said it. But um, oh, right, but you want, you want to be a bit of an Easter egg. We do hide a lot of Easter eggs in here as well, don't we? Mm. Um, yeah, so it's, it's Christmas week. Are you yeah. excited, David? Even I probably asked that last week. Um, we've got a lot of watch, a lot of things to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I like I said, I wonder how long we can go without getting ill and isolated. Yeah. That's the big fear, isn't it? I thought you were going to say how long we're going to go until we forget about doing the podcast every week, mm. which we've been consistent for over a year now. Yeah, no, no, this will <laughs> keep going, even if I'm, um, even if I'm like ill, but like, I'm sure everybody's aware in the, in the UK that everybody seems to be getting it again. And, uh, more than I, ever, if anything, mm, yeah. I've got three days to go until I go <laughs> home and I know I'm going to I know I'm going to get it in these next three days. I know. It's, got, it's, be... it's your it's your crack though, isn't it? Yeah, that absolutely, happen. absolutely. I'm gonna get stuck at <laughs> stuck at home. It's gonna happen. Um, oh well, well. But it's Christmas, eh? So. It's it's Christmas, mm. isn't it? All right. So yeah, let's just crack on. F is for family. Mm. So uh, Netflix's F is for family. Follow the Murphy family back to 1970s when kids roamed wild, beer flowed freely, and nothing came between a man and his TV. Uh, I do have one little fact which I thought was quite funny. Go on. Um, 
I don't have many facts. We were kind of giving up on that one, like we do with most things. F is for facts. F is for facts. There we go. So um, every school on the show is named after a public figure who either died in a plane crash who was or who was assassinated. So the school that Kevin and his friends go to, that's called um, Huey Long um, High School, okay. which is like an American politician, um, 40th governor of Louisiana, a member of the US Senate, Senate and was assassinated. However... The school that um, everyone else goes to, uh, like like Bill Murphy and Marine and mm-hmm. that, yeah, um, that's that's named Alfred P. Southwick High School, which was the the guy invented the electric chair. And in season four, the students actually put on a play about the origins of electric chair. You know, like it is a bit of an in joke. But the hockey team was called the Friars. <laughs> that all went completely over my head when I watched it. Same. Um, so, yeah, I, I got a bit of... I went a bit deep because I was trying to figure out how he died because I feel like it, it, I heard there was like a rumour that the guy who invented the electric chair died from the electric chair, something stupid. But, but as I went digging, this is just completely off the topic. Yeah. The first person that got killed um, by the electric chair, I think got actually buried in the same cemetery as Alfred P. Southwick, the guy who invented the electric chair. So just like a wee little coincidence that, for you there. Was that a pure coincidence or was that like a reward from like... Reward, can, well done. Yeah, you, you can, can lie next to... I don't know, maybe. I'm not sure. So yeah, I've, I've learned about the electric chair from watching um, Efforts for Family and getting a few facts. I just saw that and, I, and for me, it was just trying to go through all the schools mm. and it was quite difficult and I stumbled onto, you know, and all that. So there you go, um, Efforts for Family. Uh, what is your... What's your initial... Because we started watching it at the same time when it first came out. It was yeah. one of those things that popped up on Netflix and we went, right, you know, we'll, get, we'll give it a bash. Was it 2015? Came out um, 2014? It was 2015, yeah. Wow. Wow. This came to its end now as well. And, yeah, um, yeah. Never, never in a rush to watch it, but... Um, I, when you do, it's good. I, I, yeah, I think it's been consistently good all, all the way. Like, I, I don't think it's dipped in no it's very consistent it reminds me of bojack horseman in a sense mm. not necessarily the same show in per se but just their trajectory yeah well i mean god i could sound like every f- fucking critic when i say it but like just when you think you can't bring any life into the dysfunctional family sitcom kind of thing mm. something else always comes along always always it's it's a tried and true method is the family sitcom because the majority of people can relate to it on some level mm. and that's how it gets you and that's why it's the most popular trope, if you will. Yeah, well, um, I mean, um, obviously stands in the shadow of The Simpsons like many of the yep. shows. So The Simpsons was the first to do like... But well, then they say the, they say the show the Sim- is a dysfunctional the, family, isn't it? But then, like, but then that the, was the, first the, one. the Simpsons was, you know... Well, actually, The Simpsons was more of a mockery of the sitcom... Of, uh, of the family sitcom, wasn't it? Because well, obviously it had like the, you know, take making fun of the lead, like the guy from The Honeymooners, for instance, or like Fred Flintstone or, mm. you know. I know what you mean, but I think uh, it um, ironically ended up being more relatable became, it, than any like live action family it, sitcom Well, no, it, it became relatable because that's how most families um, go on. Yeah. Interestingly, when we do get to the Simpsons episode, we, we've kind of talked about it already. 
because you have the you know it's like I mentioned those before it's like the the George W. Bush quote like we we want more famines like the Waltons not the Simpsons mm-hmm. and um, but the Simpsons were the majority of families but you know um, psychologically everyone wanted to be the perfect family but the Simpsons showed how it really was and it was a bit pop punk and annoyingly enough it's become the thing that it's um, the thing that I was making fun of in the first place mm. back on track. I heard. I've said it. Yeah. Season thirty-one was uh, season thirty-one. Christ. Well, that um, was surprising. Season thirty-two dropped out of nowhere a few months ago, and um, I have on- respect. I have respect for for family for ending it. Five seasons. Five seasons for any shows. I think it's about right. I almost feel like Netflix doesn't give people the choice anymore. We'll what have to mean? see when Stranger Things. If Stranger If Stranger Things ends at season five, then. But once again, Stranger Things should have ended a season one, really. <laughs> um, yeah. If they had, you know, but it's money, isn't it? But yeah, but FF Family was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Then the the wood the wood milk, I think. But I think it was at that perfect level where it was just like it was still popular. Same with Bojack Horseman, still very popular, but not fuck off popular that they they they, they were forced to do more of it. Yeah. Well, like Squid Games, which should have ended season one as well. Mm-hmm. Well. um... I guess I watched that on the back of Bill Burr, who I was always a fan yeah. of. Not his stand-up comedy. I'm not really big on stand-up comedy. I know you're I just not like either. His, I just like his interviews. Yeah, exactly. He's a genuinely he's, funny person. He, he, I think it's a podcast, but he has something where, and I've watched all the clips, it's just him talking about random movies. No, there's, there's a, it's his podcast. It's his podcast, right? It's a great podcast. He doesn't have any guests. <laughs> he just it's talks. Just him talking about just movies. And his early, really his early episodes, like he's just recording into his phone while he's out walking to airports and stuff like that. Right, while he's right, right. And just, yeah. uh, just talking absolute shit. It's like, like a, like I, a log, I guess. You know. Yeah, I, I liked when he talked about um, Goodfellas. Right. Because I was going through a bit of a Goodfellas phase, you know, and he said it was like. You know, you kind of agree to what I said. It's like, it's probably the best made film ever. Whether you don't personally like it or whatever, uh-huh. or what, you know, from just a purely filmmaking point of view, it's like perfection. And he was, he did a little, I think he did a story of the guy who came, came up with Scarface, I think directed and wrote, I'm not entirely sure, but the, you know, the guy who created Scarface. Uh-huh. And he said, the guy, so the guy who created Scarface, he said, you know, like I've, you know, I've, I've done a lot of films in my life and Scarface, I've finally done it. This is like my Magnus Opus. Like I've, I've finally clicked it. Mm-hmm. Everything's came together. This is it. This is Scarface is the one. I won't get any better than this. And then mm-hmm. he says, but then fucking Scorsese comes along and Goodfellas gets dropped. And then he just goes, fuck it. I'm quitting, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. you just can't get, can't get any more better than that. Anyway, sorry, I'm wanking over um, Goodfellas once again. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a good little thing. I like, I like, I like his little rants. It's good. But yeah, you're the same as me. I'm, we're not, we're not really into stand up. There's, there's some exceptions, but for the most part, yeah, I'm not really, yeah, not, not really, really. into stand up. Um, and, but yeah, every time like, uh, like every time he's on Joe Rogan, I don't even know if he really goes on anymore <laughs> since everything. Does anybody? I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, like since uh, you know before the whole thing. Before everything was going down, um, I love Bill Burr and Joe Rogan. Really funny, it's really, really, really fucking. But he was actually, he was quite good in it because he was actually calling out 
Joe Rogan with a few things, wasn't he? Yeah, the the famous vaccination or something. Yeah, he was on about the vaccines, and he, he <laughs> I mean, uh, it's a, I guess it's like a quite a famous clip now, but he goes like. Don't go. He's like, let's not do this, Joe. He's like, I'm not going to pretend that I know anything about medicine and you know anything about medicine with an American flag behind you smoking a cigar, you know? And like, just as we did stitches today, he's like, what do we know? And it's true. I can imagine Bill Burr being really intimidating. Oh, yeah, he's frightening. Yeah. Well, I mean, people forget he's um, he's one of Saul Goodman's bodyguards in... Uh, well, I, I, funny enough, I was, I was going to... Well, he talked about that on his podcast, wasn't he? And it was really interesting because he said how how inferior he felt. He felt, like, really humbled by us. Because mm. he said, like, Brian Cranston and, you know, Vince Gilligan are just, like, gods. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, they're so fucking talented. And he was just there. And he was just in awe with us. But it's funny with somebody with that much confidence and who can just, like, you know, fucking tear you down in an instant, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he, he's one of those that can just smell weakness and just jumps on it. Oh, the, he, can, the, the, he can psychologically destroy you. One of the, um, I guess going back to podcasts again as well, uh, it's an, oh, it's a train wreck. Bless them. One When H3 started doing their podcast. Oh, yeah. God. One of the one of the first guests I had was Bill Burr. And uh, it was, oh, it just did not go well at I think all. it's because, I think because Ethan was trying to get to his level. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which he he just can't, he just can't you know like but Bill Burr is like a really top end stand up comedian and you can't really go to the tour with people like him. But it went down in infamy, I guess, and he did go back on like a couple of years later. Yeah, yeah. So they just learned less. It was just it was very new for them, you know. Like they they were they were like yeah, they they were in the balance of like oh sh- should we make this a funny podcast or should we try and get some good insights? And I think they went went for the latter on that one. Mm. And yeah, Bilbo. We could talk about Bilbo all day. We'll just do a special episode on him. Well, kind of, we kind um, of are. It's sort of a... yeah. It's it's his show, isn't it? It's mm. it's, um, it's apparently based off his childhood. I don't doubt that for a second. I bet his dad was exactly like Frank Murphy. <laughs> yeah, same voice and everything. Yeah, yeah. I bet hundred percent. And he has to be surely the ginger kid, right? Like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean that's. That seems to be. It's 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 a villain character arc all over, isn't it? Like a little wimpy kid, then turns into Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah, but it's just due to the due, due to the, due to the trauma you have. Yeah. So the seventies, David. The way it's portrayed in here is just sounds like a horrible time to live in. In America as well, with you know patriotism on the rise. You know, you got they just came out of Vietnam. It's, there's, it's there's a lot of scars. I'd say the seventies was quite a bad decade economically as well yeah i know and and, um well was it not better in britain no we were we were pretty ah it's the it depends how you look at us but we're we're not going to go political (laughs) (laughs) Um, sorry sorry for last week carried away yeah we we got god we did didn't we but the um yeah I'm, i'm not sure how it was in the UK specifically, because I think it was a bit complicated. Um, but I know, I know in America it definitely was just just from the amount of wars they were having. Obviously, Frank Murphy was in um, Korean <laughs> War, the Korean War. Um, so there is, <laughs> um, yeah. So Frank Murphy's only confirmed kill in Korea was a family of pandas was mistook for a squad of North <laughs> Korean soldiers. 
It's the little details like that. It's little stupid shit like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think because there's a lot of draft jokes in this, which kind of cracked us up. Um, You know, it's it's all... Because, you know, there was loads of people trying to draft dodge, fair enough. But then there's this whole balance of, like, it was a very patriotic time, you know, you got to fight for your country and that. Uh Yeah. Uh, Still getting the remnants of World War II, really, even at that time, you know. Um, Mm. Like, you know... those fathers that had fought in World War Two, still, you know, grandparents and that. And um, well, I mean, so by by the time he was drafted, it'll only been the fifties, right? Yeah. So you know, it, it's it's still it's there's still there's still that era of us. Yeah. So it's <coughs> it's quite funny when they're talking about drafting because there's, there's this whole thing where people don't want to admit that they don't want to fight for their country, but it's really funny the type of stuff that people would do to like. Um, I think it was in the TV. TV store uh-huh. where he's like bragging to like the girl that he likes or something like and he's just like oh yeah I couldn't get into the draft because said my dick was too big you know like I really want to fight for my country but you know it's one of the yeah, things yeah he's like, can't fight what um, I have th- th- there was one joke I saw in the saw in the trailer I can't remember it's just like something like I think it was advertising a beer and it was just like oh you you, you def you know you definitely don't want to dodge this beer you know, oh, so you don't want to you don't want to dodge this draft beer or something. Yeah. It was something daft like that. So it's funny how like even and, and and also like race relations as well at the time, where it's like you know you have the one like straight white guy. Oh, the presents like, the women's rights show. Yeah, the, the women's rights and, and then show, yeah, yeah. The black community show. Yeah, and it's just it shows how really skewed it is. And it's like, so yeah, well, well the civil rights, you know, but you know, I, I wouldn't want any of you stating my you know my he's, my daughter anytime soon. He's a parody of um. <laughs> I suppose uh, Dick Cavett, right, Dick Cavett, right, sure. right, yeah. Who um, the he he was one of the most famous iconic. Like, yeah, he did the John Lennon interview, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, there's a there's a one now that I can't believe this is actually on. You'll have to go and check this out because it's fucking disturbing, really. But um, but it's of its time, though, wasn't it? it was but just... he well, he interviewed Eddie Murphy in the eighties, right? And uh, he. He just drops the end end bomb on on him just, just casually out of nowhere. He just yeah. he basically says, "Does the term blah 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 affect you in any way?" And like, oh, it just makes the whole thing so like it's so weird. To was go it back, was it controversial at the time though, or was it just something? Um, I don't know for sure. Yeah, to be honest, and but surely, but then it must have been on Prime. Primetime television, though. Was he a late yeah. night host? Or was yeah, he, he was. He, yeah, he's like, um, late, late night, yeah. Mm. So, um, I just don't know. But yeah, um, it'll be, be a bit like James Corden doing that. You know? Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how I found that. I just went down the rabbit hole of like looking at. I mm. probably did start with the John Lennon interview and then just went down the rabbit hole. I, I, well, I, I think that's why I like the show because it, it really just set up the time period. Mm-hmm. It's like you have the um, it was what's it called? It's like Colt. It's like one of those like cheap nineteen seventies TV shows. I like the little details. How like the lead character? He reminds me a lot of. Um, God, what's his name? Whose Wikipedia page is mental and it's all like lies. And he's like a big action star, but not really. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. So um, he, he reminds me of that type of crack where like even on screen, like you could tell he's like a bit, he's like overweight, they put a beer belly on him, but people think, oh, he's so cool. Cause he's the way oh, he's the um, Colt Luger. In yeah, the Colt show. Luger. Yeah, yeah, yeah Luger's yeah. very good. And um, so I like how it's setting up that, but it also has like a, a story purpose as well which is really interesting the way this structure is actually really clever 
because they give arcs to the majority of the characters because they can't do them all you know mm-hmm. a lot, you know pilots are there for introducing and stuff but like I, I like how things get wrapped around like the the cult um luger thing it, it isn't just there to set the time period it also has like a little plot thing which yeah. gets used again you know yeah. what i mean um and, and there's quite a few of that in this same with like the, the magnus but then also these little plot details kind of give an excuse to show the other characters all the, the new characters that we're getting introduced to mm-hmm. like we, him using the magnets for instance and then that then that goes over to something else meeting the the you know the german well they're, the next door german their reactions to the show when the watching cult luger anyway sets up everything you need to know about the characters without them even saying anything yes because you can see very good writing yeah you can you see could, you, could te- you could tell you, you can tell um who's the the teenager uh, Kevin, you, you can tell he's. I won't say hippie, but you know he's a bit more alternative. You know, and it's like psychedelic rock type mm-hmm. of thing. You know, so he he's going to be the type of person that would rebel against the traditional values. Mm-hmm. And then you have um, well, young Bill, who's the one who looks up Bill. to his father more, yeah, and he's the one who's he's the one who's yeah. enjoying it in the exact same reaction that Frank is, and it's Frank's escapism of what he could have been, what he should, what he feels like he should have been. And this and that, and that's what like, t- that's what TV is, isn't it? It's escapism. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think somebody said this, but it's, it sounds like it sounds like bullshit. But apparently, shows that do really well is kind of stuff that y- you would you want, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, it has to appeal to you in some way. Like I, I remember, I, I probably. <laughs> Probably maybe a lot older than I should have been. Probably up until the age of about 15, I couldn't get my, like, whenever I went to go and see a film or something, I just could not, like, get my head out of, like, being in that world or whatever, yeah. you know? It's yeah. just so... But it's interesting how, and this is what sets up the time period, how, like, you know, there's a, I wouldn't say brainwashing, but there's, you know, it, it's kind of a lot of stuff that's kind of, like, TV's telling you to do a certain thing or be a man or, you know, it's all these little things and to be fair it's actually worse today than it is back then when you think about us mm-hmm. all the little um all the words you know words like cancel culture and sj mm-hmm. you know just, just these words that just get flung out that have really no meaning when you think about us it's just mm-hmm. it's just words <laughs> you know oh but, yeah no it's all just know, a bit it's, money it's all, it's all bullshit put it, yeah put this way, <laughs> women of the world gillette does not care about you i promise no. <laughs> like why like and but look, the idea- I, 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 yeah, but I find it interesting how a lot of companies are actually using cancel culture as a marketing tool. Yeah, because if you get cancelled, that creates a bit of an infamy. Like, you're, are you more likely to watch it? So I, I know Dave Chappelle's show has been cancelled. I, I don't know if there's evidence for that, but let's say there is. You know, but oh, they've yeah, jumped but on that and they've used that to promote. It's like, oh, this is cancelled. Yeah, he's I mean, on, it's, it's raw. Yeah, it's, it's raw TV. Like, oh, you best go and watch it before these SJW snowflakes cancel. I was like, yeah, that that. That's just marketing, that isn't it? Um, well, yeah, and another uh, he's, he's another like really unoffensive person when like in interviews and stuff like that. Dave Chappelle, I'm sure his stand up probably is to some <coughs> point, but like, I don't know how you can push stand up any further forward without it being offensive to somebody. I mean, I think isn't comedy always at somebody's expense for the I most think, part. I think it's context. Mm-hmm. Because there was, I can't remember what the joke was, but I know, um, oh, I know Jimmy, is it Jimmy Carr? Right. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Jimmy Carr. I, I think someone asked him, like, what's the most offensive joke? I can't remember what the joke was, but, you know, it was something, like, horrific, something to do with, like, the Holocaust. It would be something of that area. Mm-hmm. And he said it, and, you know, it's, it's like, a really dark joke, but the context is that he's telling the, the most dark joke, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. So I, I do think context is key with a lot of things. But then, you know, like, I, 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 don't, I don't think I've ever been offended by anything. They're trying to make. They're trying to make you laugh. I mean, I've I've seen trying, some. They're, they're I've seen to... some shocking things. Do you, do you remember when we? <laughs> do you remember when we were, we were at an open mic night in New York, and a right. comedian got up and did a nine eleven joke, <laughs> and it was two thousand twelve. Oh my god! Yeah, do you remember? No, no his the... whole stand up at like nobody laughed, but he just kept going. He was so confident. It was a lady. It was a lady. Was it? Oh, I'm, yeah. I must be thinking of somebody else. You, and um, it was like someone had shot a hole in an aeroplane window. The atmosphere just, whoosh, whoosh. just gone. It was ah, uh, and I mean, God, we were like. <laughs> it was one of those like open mic things where like you get up with a guitar. Like I, th- I think people, I think a guy brought a parrot on this thing. Or so you know, it was really fucking hipster shit. So you know, that was, was going mental. on, wasn't it? It was, it was absolutely mental, mental, absolutely mental the type of thing. I think there was a few people who were homeless who mm. were just got up and just played and like we, a one string banjo or something. We were, you know, in, we're like, in fucking Harlem. We we're in Manhattan Island. <laughs> and somebody like somebody said, a lady said a nine eleven joke. I couldn't like. It wasn't the joke that was the problem. It was but like it's the context, and it, but it, and it just yeah. wasn't, in my opinion, it just wasn't funny. You can you can say anything if it's funny, you actually can. But but that's the risk, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what yeah. It's all about. And it oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, <laughs> that happened. I forgot all about that. Wow. Well, 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 what were we talking about before? Oh, God, yeah. I, I, I guess it's generally the 70s and, you know, and you have the, the stereotypical stuff, you know, like... It, 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 well, by the way, the intro is fantastic. I think it's really cool. And it, 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 oh, exp- yeah. it, it's, it explains the whole show in one go, doesn't it? You it's know, actually, guy- for me as well, it's stolen because, like, um, I guess when it started, you think, oh, it's that Guardians of the Galaxy song, whatever. But, like, now I think of it as the F is for Family song. I think it's earned it, you know? Yeah, it's and it's uh, it's that come and get your love. Um, yeah, come don't know who it's by. The one thing, one my one gripe about that song mm-hmm. is that they I, I know why they've did it, done it though, like but they, they cut it down in the editing, so it goes from the verse straight into the chorus without a bridge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why that bothers me so much, but that, that that's like a massive nitpick. But apart from that, it's really um, no, it's really cool, and obviously it's showing his. You know, his aspirations, he wants to be a pilot, he's up in the sky, he's having a great time, and then he gets drafted, gets married, has kids. And then, just yeah, a- it's, it's just how you deal with all that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And and obviously, there's, there's the trappings of, you know, like marriage in there as well, and getting married young, and like, that's mm. the thing to do, Christian values, you know, it's all mm. it's all that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to sound like a film student, but the, isn't the whole thing meant to be like, he's got his head in the clouds and the potential and all that, and he... Shoots yeah. back down yeah. reality. It's it's not difficult to to get that from yeah. But yeah, um, yeah but also he's a, he wanted to be a pilot as well, so it's like an added thing in there. And he had to settle for being a baggage handler in an airport. Yeah, which a lot of people would take as a uh, I suppose a little victory, but it's not enough for our main protagonist no. Frank. But but I think that's good writing though. Yeah, it's given him like. It's given him something, so he's at least got his head in that thought. It's not a completely different job. Yeah, so, I mean, it could be torture. Depends how you're wired. 
you know, that you're that close to it without... Yeah, being a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, it's a great um, cast as well of voice actors. Well, just actors, actually. Yeah. Okay. Kevin Murphy's Justin Long, Justin Laura Long. Dern, probably most famous for Jurassic Park, I guess. Do you know who I'm on about? I do, but she's been in... She was in Twin Peaks. She's oh, been God, in... Oh, Yeah. You didn't get that She's far, in a few things. In... I liked... She won an Oscar for Marriage Story, I believe, which is very good. Yeah. Um, Sam Rockwell. Yeah, Sam Rockwell, of course. Yeah, I've got, I haven't talked about Vic. But a lot of these characters come into their own later on, don't they? Vic's Ned Flanders on fucking roids, in it, basically. It's just like... Literally, I think. But there's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think we talked about this last week. Do you think all the characters are well-defined from the get-go? Yeah. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. Because um, a lot of the other characters, they don't... For me, they don't really stray from what you already learned from the pilot. It's, like all, the, it's the, all there, like, but then, like but then the show eventually... doesn't grow, doesn't it? No, it's just... just consist- like, like you said, consistency. Hmm. I don't know. I think they do. I think they do grow. I, I bet in the final season, from what I've seen in the trailer, it seems like things are really, they're really taking the characters to other places. That's what it looks like. Yeah, but I, I think that's different from something, something like Scrubs or something where, or like Californication, where they, they're not entirely sure what what it is. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it's got it's got it. Yeah, it, it, know, it knows it knows what it is. Yeah, yeah. That's it's got, uh, it's got a clear vision, if you will, David. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I don't know for sure, but it seems to me like the the best. If you're gonna get a comedian to write a show, um, obviously have them do all the jokes because they're full of bits anyway, and like that's kind of what they're made for. And yeah, then, I, I know all the Sam Rock- Rockwell stuff is all pretty much improvised. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he's just, he's such a good actor. I, I rate he's very underrated, really isn't he? Yeah, I rate he, he should be. He should be way bigger than he is. Well, he's in two of my did, f- favorite films, anyway. Well, did you watch Three Billboards? Yeah, yeah, of course. That was what I was yeah. going to say. He's the, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite director, even though I can never remember his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's done three films, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah. He did a short film prior to that with Brendan Gleeson that I haven't seen. But um, yeah, Sam Rockwell's sick, and and you know, fair play to him. Like you think. I don't know, maybe he was in a contract or something, but he's just, you know, Oscar winner now and all that and still... So it's having, having a blast playing side characters. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a definition of side character, isn't he? He couldn't be a lead. He's just not that... Ah, well, he's, he's in he's Moon. Too... <laughs> he's the lead of oh, Moon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which is a great film. Yeah. But... Um... Yeah, no, I take that back. He could be a lead. He could have been. He could have been. He's kind of. He's sort of. <coughs> but sometimes the be- sometimes the best roles are side characters, aren't they? Well, yeah. Yeah. The um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what else there is. You got anything else? Um, <coughs> well, I was going to say it strike me as somebody who would write the bits, and then you've got somebody maybe who's already established. I'm just guessing somebody who's already established TV writer. To kind of like bring them all in, like bring it all in. Like I've said before, well, like it, the, it, it the, is created by Bill Burr, which I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought he was taking a lot of the credit because he voiced the main character. I'm assuming. Well, like, give me a sec. 
Yeah, he did. He did co-write it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did co-write it. But then it's probably a lot of his bits, isn't it? And little annoyances mm-hmm. with stuff. And then, and then Michael Price, who wrote, co-wrote him, probably you know structured it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's 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 a funny one, isn't it? You might be able to give me a bit of context with this, but it's a story by. So that might mean the initial idea, and then somebody. That can mean anything. Mm-hmm. So. It's funny how credits work. It's like um, it's like being a producer could mean anything, any anything. <laughs> well, Vince Vaughn's an executive producer, and you'd think, oh, well, he must voice the character at some point. But it, as far as I'm aware, he never does. He probably he probably got asked to be in it, and then he recommended another actor, and that's why he got the credit. That'll be it. Yeah, seriously, like you can get it for nothing, producer credits. Hmm. Might have been, might oh, have been, might have been him asked to do the show, and then he went, "Oh, but Bill Burr's got a good, Bill Burr's good. idea." Yeah. I, you know, I don't have his number, but I think it'd be quite good for. Him. All right, cool, executive <laughs> producer. Kaching, kaching, boys. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. I bet those people make a business of just recommending people. <laughs> yeah, well, comedian better than anybody, aren't they? Comedians are really good at getting each other in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like you know, it's like the New York circuit, which they all talk about. So it's all the community of. You know, trying to make it to the big time, and then they all get the friends along. That's why you have little um, patches of like films that have like their gang of people mm-hmm. who do it all, and it's always the same people. Yeah, which I quite like. Mm. Who's the kingpin? Jerry, the kingpin of the American comedians, the New Yorkers. Jerry Seinfeld, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. But, but but he he's like he's like the king who doesn't do anything about it. Mm. Like he's earned it, but like you know, he he's there for the taking. Probably has been for years, but but he still he still performs. I mean, granted, not right now, but he still just does little. Well, he does because that because that's what it, it's same with um, theatre for actors. Mm. Th- that's that's where it is. Being on stage, it's way better than being on a film. But film pays the bills. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot. And, you know, being on film has more of an ego boost to it. Mm. There's like a legacy attached to it. Yeah. It's just tedious, isn't it? Whereas, like, doing anything live, I mean, granted, there's the setup for it, but then at least then when every time you perform it, it's live and it's this, get yeah. out of the way and it's instant gratification, isn't it? Like, in front of an audience. But stuff. it's real. It's, 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 like imp- it's like improv, isn't there? Something magical about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Where where's TV and films just manufactured? Spoken like a true theatre actor. I know. <laughs> I like film. But <laughs> I do as well I do as well. And we do have a podcast talking about T V shows, so you know, I can't dislike it that much. Um or maybe I do. Maybe I'm like a maybe I'm like Frank who who wants to be a pilot. Mm. Well, I don't know. Don't it's... blame the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't blame Frank. He's not a pilot. Um. Uh, what, what do you think the rating is? I don't know. I think it's... In my heart, it's an 8.5. Ooh. But I think overall, it's probably 8.1 or something. It's an 8. Really? What do you think the first episode is? Mm. 
I think, if anything, the shore gets slowly better to me. So... 7.7. 7. 7.5, it's the lowest of the season. Really? Yeah. I think it's a pretty good pilot. But, you know what, I guess you don't know whether the story's going to continue or not at that point. You don't know that it's going to have mm. any continuity to it. Um, and it does, and it's all the better for it, because then everything everything just gets paid off a bit more, you know, there's a bit of reward for carrying on watching. You, to be fair, you don't want the pilot to be the best episode. I no, guess I, I guess you've already answered them. Um, would, you, would you carry on? I already but did. We already have anyways, haven't we? So yeah. Is that. And I'm looking forward to watching the last season, genuinely. Is there is there a pilot that's better than the whole show? Lost. That was the first on my head as well. <laughs> um, oh. Lost is a good one to do, isn't it? The Walking Dead. Yeah, maybe. Um, the... Um, oh, there's got to be more. Probably Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> um, which, which we surprisingly like and everyone hurts. Well, it's gone now. But yeah. the story's not over with that. There is a petition to bring it back on a new station. <laughs> which won't happen. And you um, know what? I, don't, I haven't much. signed any political thing in my life. And I, but Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> but I actually did. But you know what? Yeah, what not? a silly name for a show. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, God. Is there anything else you want to say, David? Or should we wrap this up? You get on with your Christmas, everybody. Or yeah. close to it. Stay safe. Have a great time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Yeah. And, uh, Christmas. Merry Christmas or wherever you celebrate. And even if you don't, enjoy the time off in it because. Yeah. God love the West. <laughs> <laughs> and then that bombshell will end it there. So um, thanks for. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for listening at, at this, this wintry time. We're on Twitter, we're oh, on Instagram, yeah, <laughs> and we're on TikTok. Don't blame the pilot. Don't blame the pilot. And DBTP podcast. In that order, you'll find and, it. Well, when you come up to it, we're, we're going to edit so many TikToks. Yeah, yeah, we you are. will not believe. Yeah, it's going to be scare, a scary amount. So do yeah. tune in for that. No break. We, we, no we, break we for like, us. We were like this last year, where we just it was Christmas and we just couldn't be asked. Which is very professional, mate. This year about our podcast, right? So yeah, we'll, we'll end it there. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to this anyway, so um, yeah. What did I say? Was I couldn't have said you win a Luga, but it's so weird. I was talking about Lugas today. I thought you were talking about the Pokemon um, Lugia. Does it look like a German gun? It does not. No. Does it look German? Well, it's it's pretty white. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a good Christmas, everyone. See you next week. <coughs> I think Lugia has blue eyes as well. Right. Really? <laughs> okay. <laughs>
Enough of that. Mm. All right. Goodbye. See you later. Yeah, bye. Have bye, a good bye, Christmas. Bye 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 bye. Not that you care, but um, Colt Luger. I mean, this is probably an obvious one to all Americans, but Colt is also a gun. Colt forty-five. Uh, really, Afro man song. Colt forty-five, two zigzags, baby, that's all I need. No. Colt Luger, so just two good names. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in. It's in. It's in now. It's in. Credits, oh, are, credits oh. are going now. Can't hear them.